We're closing in on the end of the show. We got about a little over ten minutes to go, and we have our fourth trainer today. Um, this is a trainer that uh, has a has a a famous last name, but I don't think he has a relation to the person with a. Uh, that made that name famous in the United States. Uh, with us, uh, Emmett Jolly. Emmett, are you there? Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good, how are you? Great, thanks very much for having me on. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question, Emmett. Um, yeah. How did you get your start in horse racing? Um, well, uh, growing up in Ireland, um, you know, there's, there's a, obviously it's a much more kind of a rural setting, so there was always horses around, um, and uh, you know, so I grew up show jumping and uh, hunting, um, and I had an uncle that, that uh, trained over there, um, and uh, that was kind of my, my first foot in, so uh, yeah, um, as a teenager, I'd, I'd go and ride out for him, and, uh, and um, yeah, that was kind of my start. So, um, who was the first trainer that you worked for? Um. First trainer over here that I worked for was Graham Motion. Um, I, uh, um, I started, started with him in 2010. Um, before that, I, I'd uh, kind of been more in the breeding end. Um, after uh, graduating from, from college in, in Europe, um, I uh, took a job with Darley as a stallion man, um, and I, I traveled with them for, for three years. Um, and uh, I really loved my time in, uh, in Kentucky. I wanted to come back. Um, so I took another job um, with uh, the Hiddenbrook Farm, um, and then uh, and after about eighteen months there, um, the draw to the to the track was a little too strong. So um, yeah, I took a job with the with Graham in two thousand and ten, and it was a it was a really exciting time to be there. You know, we had um, Animal Kingdom was a three year old, and and uh, you know, we were the barn full of steak horses. It was a it was a great time. Yeah, Graham is is a really great guy. He's um, he's a stand up guy. He's a, he's an excellent horseman, and uh, he does the right thing. And and that's uh, oh, that, that there's something sure, to, there's yeah. something to be said for that. Definitely, I, you know, I've, I've nothing but uh, fond memories of my time there. And you know, he he was always very gracious with his time. And uh, you know, uh, I learned a lot when I was there for sure. Um. When did you uh, when did you officially go out on your own and, and start racing your own horses, your own? Um, it's been about eighteen months. Um, I uh, went out in uh, January of last year. Um, I started out down here, um, and uh, kind of I've been based here ever since. Down in the, and you're at Palm Meadows. Yes, correct. Right, right. Uh, how many horses do you do you have now? I've got five at the moment. Um, but kind of a. Uh, Go up and down three, four, five, three, four, five. That, 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 that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. But yeah, I've got five. Um, I've got uh, three maidens, um, and well, I, I four maids. One hasn't started yet, um, and uh, and then a, kind of an older, kind of youthful mare. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Are you? Uh, I know you had gotten hurt. Uh, you hurt your shoulder. Are you back riding yet, or no? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, back in November, I. Uh, Took a spill and uh, dislocated my shoulder. Um, I was uh, you know, stuck on the ground for for, for about three weeks, um, and then uh, kind of got got back into it. And you know, riding a little bit more cautiously now than than, <laughs> than I was previously. And 
that one took more of an emotional hit than anything, but um, yeah, I'm back at it. Do you feel getting on your horses kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage in that you, you, you're getting the information from the horse firsthand instead of secondhand through a rider's uh, input? For sure, yeah. You, you know, um, I, I, on the flip side, you know, you can you can see a lot from the grandstand too. You know, you know, um, you can see how the horse is traveling versus feeling it. Um, but I think there's a, there's a huge advantage to being able to get on them yourself. Um, you, you know, you, especially when you're getting on them every day, and you know, you, you you can tell a little difference from one day to the next, or you know, if they're if they're feeling really great one day versus you know that they're having a bad day. Um, you know, and you, you can pick up on that when you're. You know, when you have that relationship with them, and uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a big advantage to it for sure. Yeah, do you? Um, is there a certain type of horse do you prefer? Do you prefer turf horses over dirt horses or, or uh, sprinters? Um, um, I, I, I enjoy the turf horses. Yeah, um, you know, there's uh, obviously a, a little bit. You know, they have a a longer lifespan, um, and there, there isn't so much of a, you know, of, of a push to get to, you know, make them as a, a three, you know, that they, they can keep going. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not against having any type of horse, really. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really do do enjoy the turf horses, yeah. Do you, did, um, being an, uh, an assistant trainer, uh, I've talked to a couple other trainers, we had a, three trainers on before you and and um one of the things that kind of the theme is that um when you're an assistant trainer you can pay attention to the horses 100 percent because you don't have all the other duties that a, a trainer has to has to um has to incur do you find yourself sometimes um getting caught up in in the, the business of racing more, more than the training of the horses um, you know, not so much at this point, you know, because I, I, I am smaller, um, so you know, you know, it, it, it's it's very manageable. Um, I could see how you know if you had a much bigger string, you know, and and very demanding owners, um, you know, how, how that could you know, you know, definitely take away from it, um, and you know, um, add another dynamic to it, um, you know, you know, and obviously, you know, for trainers in that position i mean having good assistance is, is vital you know there's no way to do it otherwise you know you have to have good people on the ground you know taking care of business for you sure. uh, but at this point in time um you know i, I kind of I have a handle on it well you would think uh i mean i would think that um graham would be your 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 greatest uh, training influence absolutely yeah you know i've I worked for, for some other really really good people um Along the line, you know, Eddie Keneally, I learned a lot from, um, and uh, you know, and some others. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you know, Graham is obviously very high profile, and, and uh, you know, he, 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 he does everything right. And uh, you know, it, it was a real honor to work for him. You know, Graham sent me three horses um, two it was two falls ago that um, the the best owners in the game. The, um, Isabel Di Tommaso and, and Hope Jones, her sister, who, who they're just they're, they're just class personified. And uh, he had these three horses, and he just simply couldn't get get them raised. There was so much rain up in in the Mid Atlantic where he was, and and he sent them down to me. You know, just said, I'm sending you these three horses if you if you want to take them. And uh, 
Yeah, you know, I, I had trained I trained horses for for the the, the ladies as well, and um, you know, kind of gave me everything that uh, they'd been doing, and and uh, you know, that's something that, that, that this doesn't happen very much anymore. And uh, no, for, for you know, sure. guys guys send the uh, you know they'll, they'll send them somewhere with with an assistant or a groom, and uh, they they won't they won't they they feel like they don't want to give anyone a foothold in, in in their business. But Graham was uh, was very gracious and. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was the best thing for those horses. It was the best thing for the owner was to get him out of that, the place uh, where he was. And um, I can't say that we had a tremendous deal, deal success, you know, great deal of success with the horses, but it, it was the right move to make. And and it just uh, it struck me that they were as, as kind as could be and, and as helpful as could be and, and, and rooted for the horses to do well. And, and uh, not everybody in this business. Uh, is is going to root for you to do well a lot of times uh people are going to root for you to, to to not do so well but um but he's a, a first class guy um what what are your um what are your goals like wh- where do you see uh, if you could draw up um a plan for the next five ten years wh- where would you like to be would uh what kind of numbers uh yeah uh, Obviously, you know, I, I'd like to expand um, quite a lot, you know, a fair amount from where I'm at. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to have, a, you know, a, a barn that was worthy of, of traveling with um, either to, you know, Kentucky or um, or somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if I could get to, you know, 30, 45 number um, and, uh, you know, obviously just, just winning races is, is what it's all about. Um, you know, it, it, the... Uh, the big high-profile races are, you know, are, are obviously the, the the end goal. But but you know, just just being competitive and and, and winning, you know, you, you get a buzz out of it every, every time, whether it's a, a ten maiden or or, or or a big race. That that's for sure. Winning winning is is uh, it's a feeling that's hard to capture in in, in, in sure. most other businesses. It's interesting. I had, I had four trainers on, all, all you know, young trainers just starting out, and. I asked the same question to all four of you, and every one of you gave me a completely different number. <laughs> and I think that just kind of goes to show you how, how different uh, different people's philosophies, different people's views. And, and um, uh, the first uh, Jason Barkley was on there, and Jason's number was a hundred. He, he thought a uh, hundred was a good number. Uh, Reeve McGahey was on, and he, he he was thinking his ideal number would be right around sixty. Uh, Susan Ditter was on directly before you and, and and she was thinking she'd like about 12 and and then you you came with the 30 to 40 so it's it's uh it's kind of interesting to me that um that everybody's came with a uh you know came with a different number and and uh i i hope uh i, I honestly you're all good people and, and you're good trainers and, and i've i've watched you guys from afar and then your horses look good and uh i wouldn't have you on if if i didn't uh if I didn't think you you were a good horseman and uh, you deserved a, a little bit of a voice, um, and we're running uh, we're running low on time, we only have about uh, about twenty seconds. But Emmett, I, I really want to thank you for giving me some time today and, and uh, telling people what's going on with you. And uh, hopefully, we'll we'll be able to have you back on uh, after you win a bunch of races. Absolutely, that, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again for the for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, Chuck. Thank you. That was Emmett Jolly, and we will see you next week. This is the Going in Circles podcast, hosted by Horseman Chuck Simon. To become a sponsor, to suggest topics, or for questions, email goingincirclespodcast at gmail.com. 
and log on to our Facebook page, Going in Circles Podcast.